Jude, in the third verse. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend. How earnestly do we contend for our faith, for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints that we have right now? Our brethren in centuries gone by have given their lives for it. Some have given families. Some have given all their possessions. Many, many of them died excruciating, painful deaths because they had the faith. They had the true faith that they, they were willing to die for. In the back room, uh, we prayed for our pastor this morning. The men prayed for our pastor. And the man I'm going to tell you about this morning, he was a pastor. We should be thankful for the man of God that we have. Amen. They labor for us, these men of God. They labor for us, and they take upon themselves responsibility and risk of rightly dividing the word of truth. This man I'm going to tell you about this morning, uh, he was actually part of the Church of England. And so it's difficult for me to present him to you because there's so many things we disagree with him on and about. However, what he died for was absolute truth. And it was denying that the Catholic Church had the right to administer sacraments and some sort of mass taking the place of God. And so we say amen to that, and we can appreciate this man. His name is uh, Roland Taylor. He lived in Hadley, England during the reign of Queen Mary, sometime between, sometime between 1553 and 1558 he died. Queen Mary succeeded um, Edward VI. Edward VI was favorable to Christianity. Queen Mary was not. Stout Catholic and her agent, uh, Bishop Bonner, wore out the saints of God most vigorously, intending to weed out all religion except that of the Catholic faith. So Roland Taylor, he was uh, not a Baptist. We would want him to be a Baptist, but he's not. But he was righteous and zealous in what little he knew. He was against the sacraments and the mass of the Roman Catholic Church. This man was martyred, though a clergyman in the Church of England, for knowing and teaching the truth of Scripture against Catholic sacraments. Can we, with so much more knowledge and truth, earnestly contend for what we know? I am convicted by these martyrs to mortify the deeds of the flesh, and I hope we all are. We can't die physically for the Lord Jesus Christ, but we can mortify the deeds of the flesh and put to death the old man for him in a similar fashion. We put to death the old man. Here is Roland Taylor's character. In his, ter- in his church, not only was his word a preaching unto them, but all his life and conversation was an example of unfeigned Christian life and true holiness. He was void of all pride, humble and meek as any mild, so that, as any child, so that none were so poor, but they might boldly, as unto their father, resort unto him. Neither was his lowliness childish or fearful, but as occasion, time, and place required, he would be stout in rebuking the sinful and evil doers, so that none was so rich, but he would tell them plainly his fault with such earnest and grave rebukes as became a good pastor. He was a man very mild, 
void of all grudges or evil will, ready to do good to all men, readily forgiving his enemies, and never sought to do evil to any. His wife also was an honest, discreet, and sober matron, and his children, well-nurtured, brought up in the fear of God and good learning. He was a good salt of the earth, savorly biting the corrupt manners of evil men, a light in God's house, set upon a candlestick for all good men to imitate and follow. So this is his character. Roland Taylor, uh, after Queen Mary came to the throne, he was betrayed by two of his church members. They reported him to the local magistrates um, because they wanted, they got caught up in the um, hysteria of the Roman Catholics, and they wanted to have mass the Monday before Easter. And of course, he wasn't going to let them have mass at any point in time. However, they forced him out of his own church and held mass themselves and then reported him to the local magistrates. He was summoned by one, uh, the Bishop of Winchester, whose name was Robert, uh, Dr. Stephen Gardiner. Say, our martyr today, Roland Taylor, was summoned before this bishop, and he, he charges uh, Roland Taylor with, with blaspheming the Blessed Sacrament and being a blasphemous heretic for not administering the Mass. And we say amen to the charges. <clears throat> During this, uh, there is a long exchange between these two men, and Roland Taylor did a, an unusual thing. He says this to this Bishop of Winchester who is charging him with these things. When the bishop says, how, can you, how do you dare look me in the face? You are a heretic. Roland Taylor replies, you are Dr. Stephen Gardiner, Bishop of Winchester, and Lord Chancellor, and yet but a mortal man. But if I should be afraid of your lordly looks, why fear ye not God, the That's Lord right. of us all? Right. With what countenance will you appear before the judgment seat of Christ? And answer to your oath made first unto Henry VIII and to Edward VI. So he wisely appeals to two uh, kings that this man had uh, sworn allegiance to that were favorable to Christianity. And it was a wise thing for him to do, but more so he appealed to the judgment seat of Christ. Roland Taylor was condemned to death. And the night before he was taken to the place of execution, he wrote this to his, his, to his family. I say to my wife and to my children, the Lord gave you unto me, and the Lord hath taken me from you and you from me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. I believe that they are blessed which die in the Lord. Amen. God careth for sparrows and for the hairs of our head. I have ever found him more faithful and more favorable than, in, than is any father or husband. Trust ye therefore in him by the means of our dear Savior Christ's merits. Believe, love, fear, and obey him. Yes. Pray to him, for he hath yes. promised to help. Count me not dead, for I shall certainly live and never die. I go before, and you shall follow me after to our long home. Two o'clock the next morning, the uh, sheriff of London comes to take away Roland Taylor, and here is his conduct on the road towards to his execution. All the way, Dr. Taylor was joyful and merry, as one that counted himself going to a most pleasant banquet or bridal. He spake many notable things to the sheriff and his followers, and often moved them to weep through his much earnest calling upon them to repent and to amend their evil and wicked living. 
Oftentimes also he caused them to wonder and rejoice to see him so constant and steadfast, void of all fear, joyful in heart, and glad to die. This is our martyr. This is his character and his conduct. When he arrived at the place of execution, there were many people gathered there knowing that he was coming, and they encouraged him and strengthened him in the Lord. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a special uh, exchange to read how they said things like, We thank God for you. You are even coming home. God save thee, Mr. Taylor. Jesus Christ strengthen thee and help thee. The Holy Ghost comfort thee, and many other such sayings. When he got to the stake, it was very early in the morning. They took him to the stake. And after he had prayed, he went to the stake and kissed it and set himself into a barrel of pitch that they had put there for him to stand in so he would burn better and stood with his back upright against the stake with his hands folded together and his eyes toward heaven and continu- continually prayed. At last, they kindled the fire and Dr. Taylor, holding up his hands, calling upon God, said, Merciful Father of heaven, for Jesus Christ, my Savior's sake, receive my soul into thy hands. Yes. So he stood still without either crying or moving, with his hands folded together until a soldier nearby struck him in the head until his brains fell out and his corpse fell down into the fire. Thus rendered up this man of God, his blessed soul, into the hands of his merciful Father and to his most dear Savior, Jesus Christ, whom he, whom he most entirely loved, faithfully and earnestly preached, obediently followed in living and constantly glorified in death. So I ask us again, can we, with so much more knowledge and truth, earnestly contend for the faith that we have? Some of these men and women died with not much knowledge, very little truth. We have much. We have much to be thankful for, much to give God praise more for, and a good reason to mortify the deeds of the flesh, put aside the sin in our lives, and live righteously and zealously for him who died for us. Amen.